A number of years ago, there were some things we were stepping out into in ministry, and it was becoming greatly, it, it did, in other words, Satan didn't congratulate us for it. He started really stirring some things up. I've mentioned it to you before. And the Lord said to pull back out of it, and uh, because we weren't ready for it yet. That wasn't a compliment, but it was what he said to me. So we did, and um, you know, I just was waiting on him for the signal to step back out into some things, and um, in more recent times, he, he dealt with me that it's, it's time to step back out into that. And he had said, I want you to raise up uh, 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 people to pray to cover you when you step back out into that. So we've been doing that. And that's why we, we, we have prayer meetings here. and We do things we do. One of the reasons. But anyway, I was, uh, I was walking from the... In our house, we have a spare refrigerator, an extra refrigerator out in the garage, store extra stuff. And um, I was walking from the kitchen into, that, into the garage to get something out of that spare refrigerator. And it almost sounded audible. I don't think it was, but it almost sounded audible to me. I heard the Holy Spirit say, watch. And it was that kind of warning. Well, I was, uh, you know, you know <laughs> I knew exactly what he was talking about to watch out for some things because um, some of those same things that we're trying to attack all those years ago we're going to start coming back and uh, I'm not at liberty to talk about everything that has tried to happen <laughs> but uh, sure enough you don't know by sure enough I'm, I just simply mean there's been some stuff yeah. not trying to glorify it I'm just simply mentioning that to you but um, so since that time um, there's been certain things try to come and, and attack us and, and not just our personal lives, but the church and people in the church and, uh, and endeavoring to destroy elements of the blessings of God and yes. things. And um, so I've been tuned up yeah. a little extra, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. I'm watching over things. I'm not, uh, I'm addressing things. I told Pastor Debbie the other day, I said, there's something that's been bothering me about a certain situation. And rather than just kind of just wait and see what happens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch over that in prayer. And whatever he says to do, I'm going to do it. So I've got to do something. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, you know, that's yes, called watching. You yes, know, sir. not only does every believer have that you know, divine, scriptural admonition to watch. Remember the Bible says, watch and pray. Uh, but pastors have to watch over the flock because there's things that try to get in. So we've been doing that. And, um, you know, I can't say been 100% successful. I, I wish, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm getting better at it. How many of you are getting better at it over your life watching and and just paying attention. We're not scared of the enemy. We're just simply not ignorant of his devices. The Bible said, don't be ignorant of his devices. So, so we've been doing that. And I'm aware, um, you know, these things come in seasons. Um, you know, Luke 4 talks about, in verse 13, after Jesus was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness, it says that Satan left him for a season. So that was a season of inten intense attack why? Because he was getting ready to go into his earthly ministry. He was stepping into something that the devil wasn't going to congratulate him for and send him an Amazon gift card and say, so thankful that you're obeying God. No, he opposed him. Satan's called our adversary. He's going to oppose things. That doesn't make us afraid, but it makes us, because we know who we are in Christ, but it makes us sober and it makes us not just uh, be spiritually lazy. So um, anyway, so I know these things go in seasons, and I know, <clears throat> at least sometimes I know why things are opposing uh, and things come. But yet right on the other hand, um, that doesn't change the fact you've got to watch. Yes. Right. And uh, the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, will keep you ahead of everything the enemy's trying to do Amen. because he's made us, according to Deuteronomy, the head, not the yes. tail. He'll keep us ahead of these things. Yes. Amen. 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 If we, if we obey the admonition to watch. Because as you watch, he'll show you what's trying, what the enemy's trying to do. Remember, Jesus said he'll show you things to come. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. But then he'll also have you, uh, he's not showing you things to come. Well, if it's what God's doing, he's showing you what's coming so you can cooperate with it. Get ready for it. Prepare for it. Um, it's not enough just to say, Lord, prepare, uh, Lord, I want everything you have for me, but it's, we should be saying, prepare me for what you have prepared for me. 
Um, but then when it comes to God, we can, be, we can prepare ourselves for what God's showing us is coming. But then when it comes to the work of the enemy, he shows us things to come so we can take our authority over it Amen. and stop what the enemy's doing. God doesn't show us what the enemy's going to do because it's his will that the enemy bring that to pass. He shows us so we can stop yes, it. Yes. That's our authority is yes. to stop that. We've been talking about our authority. All right, so, but then um, back in, uh, let's see, this is, uh, uh, let's see here. Dr. Dufresne was here in August of, uh, August of 2011. This was whenever we had the youth camp and Dr. Dufresne came. Yeah. The youth's favorite guest speaker ever, yeah. Dr. Dufresne. <laughs> He's only in his 70s and they loved him more than they loved anybody else, you know. <laughs> But anyway, he, he began to, Dr. Dufresne ministered to me and, and said, uh, you're, going to have, you're going to be responsible to do some teaching on deliverance. Talking about deliverance from demonic oppression. Because of the preciseness of your teaching ministry. But you will, um, you operate in that discerning of spirits and you'll have to uh, uh, when you go to other places, and even here, he was here ministering, you're, you're going to have to hold meetings where you teach on these things, teach on deliverance, teach on how the enemy tries to work, and so forth and so on. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing a little bit because of, um, you know, it wasn't that concise, but if you boil it down, that's what he's talking about. And so, but, but then he said, because people don't know, they can't tell the difference between God moving and some of these kinds of things moving. And so um, I, I wanted to mention that before I get into what I want to get into tonight, because as I've watched over the congregation, over, you know, I, the Lord said that to me, and I've been, yes, you know, uh, what's the word, um, you know, beefing that up. Yes, sir. Paying more attention. Yes, sir. I'm not talking about, you know, snooping in people's lives. I'm talking about prayer yes. and, and just keeping my spiritual yes. antenna up. Yes, amen. Because amen. he'll show us what, he'll, he'll help us yes. to avert with the plan of the enemy. Yes. So as I've done that, I've been, my, my spiritual radar, I've picked up a situation that, um, that uh, I've known of in the past, but uh, I picked it up and, I, and I've become aware that a situation is getting ready, it's moving from, in a particular situation, it's moving from a, a fleshly thing over to a thing that Satan is beginning to energize the flesh. And it's, it's Satan is, is uh, getting involved because of yielding to the flesh. And it's going to destroy one of the greatest blessings in an in, in area of somebody's life. And so the Lord dealt with me tonight to talk about it. Not, not talk about it, but, but to address the answer from the word. Not to talk about an individual, but to address the answer from the word. And this will be good for all of us. Can you say Amen. And so, because it's beginning to progress from the flesh to a demonic influence oppressing this situation, um, um, you know, I, I need to address it because, um, because I, love, I love people. Yes. The, the only reason that we talk about, you know, some things sometimes is because we want people to be free. Yes. Out of love for people. We're not attacking anybody. Uh, all of us probably at one time or another, knowingly or unknowingly, have, have yielded to oppression where Satan was bringing thoughts to our mind and energizing them until they become almost compulsive, until they, 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 are, they are pressuring us to act on them, until we feel like our mind is not our mind anymore. Listen to me very carefully and we'll get some help tonight. Yes, sir. And that doesn't mean the enemy has, or, or Satan has gotten inside of any of us. Right. Or that, you know, because people say, can a Christian be demon-possessed? Well, define your terms. Yeah. Number one, what is a Christian? Yeah. Right. It's not just somebody who goes to church. Right. Yes. Somebody that's born again, yes. has received eternal life. Yes. Amen. Yes. Number two, so if they've received eternal life, they, Satan can't take over their spirit. The Holy Spirit's, they become the temple yes. of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Come on. And then second of all, can a Christian have, see people say, can a Christian have a, a devil or a demon? The answer, what, you got to answer, what is, what is a Christian? First of all, uh, it's not just somebody that goes to church. You can go to church and never be born again. That's true. Yeah. Ha have a real yeah. conversion experience, yeah. we people say. Yeah. But um, on the second question, part, part of the question, can a Christian have a, a devil? Um, what, what do you mean have a devil? 
Um, and so we want to address that tonight. Yes, because Satan can't take over a Christian's life, spirit, soul, and body. Right. If they're the temple of the Holy Spirit, yes. greater is he that's in us yes. than he that's in the world. Yes. And the greater one cannot be overcome by the lesser one. Right. Um, you know, so... Uh, no, a Christian can't be com completely overtaken by the enemy because they're the temple of the Holy Spirit. But the enemy will take as much ground as any Christian will allow him to. Not necessarily their spirits, but in their mind. And he can bring oppressive thoughts, sort of compulsive and compel. you mean consistent compelling thoughts such as, I don't know if you've ever heard of, I'm just using this as an illustration, this is one of many, such as, you know, uh, a compulsion to commit suicide or something. Well, that thing's just harassing somebody. Now, that doesn't make them a bad person. That's right, that's right, come on. You have to understand the way I'm saying this tonight. People can be thoroughly saved and love God, but this thing from the outside, hear that, from the outside, trying to get in can be harassing and tormenting and vexing their mind uh, trying to bring bringing uh, almost manic thoughts or obsessive thoughts to where that thought just that's just it just it's just you know I've, I've I've talked to men like this in the area of pornography it's just like oh, you know it's just uh, it's just something that try, is trying to get a hold of them now one thing about pastor Jay is he doesn't skirt these issues some ministers don't want to talk about it and their people are set and bound in the church. They're smiling and they're dressed up nice. But th their private life is bondage. And um, one of the things that um, because of the way I was tormented as a teenager and the way the Lord taught me of what, about what was happening and we're going to look at some scriptures tonight about what, these, what the Bible says about some of these things, then I became very interested in what I had to do to be free. Yeah. And I got to dig it. I mean, I didn't want to live the rest of my life tormented and bound and harassed and oppressed in my mind. And uh, thank God I'm not that way today. But, but it's only because of getting a hold of the truth of God's Word. But I had to acknowledge that it was more than just me. It wasn't just Jay, you know what I mean? There were things from the outside trying to afflict me. And this is not, that doesn't make me demon possessed. I wasn't, I never was demon possessed, but I was harassed from the outside. This thing's trying to get into my mind and control my mind. And that's a reality to me. That's not a figment. And you know, when people say, you know, all those people that they have uh, you know, oppression or whatever, that's just a figment of their imagination. No, it's real. I lived it. I know what I'm talking about. That is not a figment of their imagination. There, there really are things that are harassing them. And that doesn't make them a bad person. A lot of times they want to be free. They just don't know how. So we want to talk about the how tonight. Are we, we in the same room tonight? Yes, We've been talking about the authority of the believer. Yes, but we just need to get down sometimes to the nitty gritty. Yes, because we can talk about up here the authority of the believer yes. and don't realize that, uh, you know, we have not been taking authority over what's been harassing our own minds. It's our minds. It's not the devil's mind. It's our minds. It's never been the devil's mind. And he can't have it. No, sir. Um, Pastor Nancy used this illustration recently. I loved it. She said, if you had a really nice luxury car and your 18 year that's, that's yours, and your 18-year-old said, Mom, Dad, or whoever you are, <laughs> uh, I want to drive that to school today. Your response is probably going to be, uh, not today, not tomorrow, not in your lifetime. Right? You know? <laughs> right? Because uh, they have a little jalopy out there. They can yeah. run that one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sure, it's got a blue door and a white fender, but, you know, it's just. <laughs> it's four wheels. It has an engine. If the windows don't go down, they can open the door, you know. Just... <laughs> but um, 
But, but that teenager might keep harassing you about that and harassing you about that. But the longer they harass, they, they can't change the fact that that's your car just because they harass you day and night. It's still your car. And the same thing's true with your mind. Just because the devil's harassing it, trying to get into it, trying to put thoughts into it, suggestions of, of all kinds of things, which we might get into tonight, um, th that doesn't make it his mind. It's your mind. And it's yours, yours to keep control of. Um, because we live in a culture that more and more people are yielding their minds to forces that are making them different human beings they are not the same people they used to be they're not normal listen some pastors don't want to talk about this pastor jay talks about this stuff people uh, uh, ministers really they are i don't know if you ever read romans one it talks about the king james doesn't bring it up but the greek does uh it talks about those who i'm trying to remember how the king james says it now but, well, I'll go back and look at it. Romans, well, turn right to it. Look at that. Uh, who hold that, this is Romans 1.18. They hold the truth in right, excuse me, hold the truth in unrighteousness. If you look up the word hold, in fact, the margin of my Bible has a letter G there, and it says over in the margin, hold down. That's what that Greek word means. It means to hold it down or suppress the truth. That's what's happening in our culture Come big on, time, right? Yes, it's trying to happen big time in yeah, our culture is, right yes, now. Come on. Come they want to hold down the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's manifest in politics. It's manifest in, uh, in many areas of the culture. Yeah. It's manifest in the news media. Yeah. Uh, it's manifest in churches. Yes, they don't want to talk about certain right. things. Right. Even though it's in the Bible, they don't want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And so what happens in the area of demonic activity is that we've got situations to where people are experiencing, listen, listen to this term, oppression because of suppression. Now, let me, let me define what I'm talking about. Oppression. People are being attacked and tormented, harassed in their minds, and, and bound in certain areas. They're ending up doing things and living lifestyles they don't even like, but they find themselves compulsively going back to it. This is, uh, there, there is the flesh. We understand that. But these things yielded to start giving place to the enemy, and demon forces start energizing those things. And if we could get the truth to people... Remember, Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But many pastors, ministers, and churches are suppressing the truth. There are still devils. There are demons. Satan is still on the planet. Yes, he's defeated. Yes, I said, yes, he's defeated. But if you don't know his devices, he'll outsmart you. He'll outwit you. He'll outthink you. Yes. He'll out-strategize you, and he'll keep tripping you up, tripping you up, tripping you up, until eventually you keep giving to it, giving to it, and the evil forces start binding you. I'm glad I came tonight, because I'm, I'm even getting better utterance than I planned, you know, wrote in my notes is what I mean. This is not something that you can ignore, and it'll go away. Satan wants everybody to just not say anything about it. God's word pulls the, God's word shines the light on the enemy, pulls the covers off of him and says, this is him. And also you have authority and here's how to live in victory over that. We're not, we're not spooky. We're not demon hunters. We're not saying there's a demon behind every bush. We're not weird. Please say that about me. I'm, he's not weird. But I, I hold back in a lot of these things. I know a whole lot more than I ever talk about. There's, it's not just people's flesh now in this culture that people are becoming more and more demonized. I mean, uh, people, they, 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 they uh, you know what's going on. You, you, I, don't, I don't have to tell you all about it. And so it's not just people in foreign countries that are demonized. It's not just people that are, you know, rolling their eyes back in their head and frothing at the mouth that are demonized. Some people are walking around looking real normal until something triggers that thing. And they will act the fool. They'll do things that when they come to themselves, they don't even realize they did it. That's why some of these mass murder things are happening. 
whenever they snap out of it, they said, you know, they're sitting in a jail cell. And they, yeah. then they say, why am I here? And they say, well, you just murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. I did? Wow. You hear some of these cases. Yes, See, the enemy, that's the enemy's work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But don't give him not much credit. He can't just take somebody over. Right. They have right. to yield to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Knowingly or unknowingly. Yeah. And yielding to the flesh, the appetites of the flesh. We're going to look at some of this tonight. Well, there's a lot we can look at. We can get to it. But um, that'll open the door to the enemy. So um, anyway, so there's a situation. I want to, I'm not going to talk about the situation, but I'm seeing something progress from flesh to demonic influence. And uh, the Lord wants to help somebody tonight. But it's good for all of us. Amen. And so um, let's go over here. Um, well, let me finish up there. I was talking about that, what Dr. Dufresne ministered to me. Um, really, that was, um, when it comes to, remember he said, you're going to have to do some teaching on deliverance. Yes. Um, by, by, he was talking to me by the Holy Spirit. Because of the preciseness of the teaching ministry, you, people need you to teach them. Well, when it comes to the truth of some of these things in the church world, suppression leads to oppression. In other words, suppressing the truth of what's really going on in the unseen world. Now, people might fuss with me about this in this life, but when they get to heaven and they see as they know as they are known and they see as God sees, they'll go, oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And so we don't want to suppress the truth because the enemy hides in the dark. I just like to bring him out to the light and say, you're the dude. And I have authority over you. And here's how the word says to handle you, especially in my thought life. So we're going to look at some of that tonight and um, get some help. Praise God. And so that's why I'm ministering on this. And... Um, um, so when, when Jesus ministered, you, you look through Jesus' ministry to the, when, whenever he walked the earth. When you look at his ministry, I, I've been doing more study on this area of his ministry. And I am actually becoming shocked. Because I didn't realize how prevalent it was that he would cast out devils. Or... Excuse me, not all of them were demon-possessed. We'll go through a list of... Well, let's just do that now. I think it would be good to do that now. We'll go through a list of the ways the Bible describes some of this. Let's, let's go through... Um, let's go to Matthew chapter number 4 and, uh, and uh, look at some scriptures that talk about Jesus' earthly ministry and Him ministering to the oppressed. The church world today is not supposed to be the psych ward wing of the hospital's referral service. Come on, amen. Come on. As if we don't have the answer, but the hospital does. Now, I'm not, I'm not against the hospital. That, that can help temporarily, like a Band-Aid on a cancer. Yes, yes. Come on. But the real root of some of these things is spiritual. And the, the enemy tries to afflict people's bodies, and he tries to afflict people's minds. Yes. Especially Christians, he can't get to their spirit, but he'll try to afflict in any area he can. Yes. Yes. He'll try to harass and torment. And so um, we have the real answers for these things, but many in the church world don't want to look at it. Because they want a nice little clean church, and if anything manifests and the pastor casts something out, I don't want to go to a church like that. I want to go to church where nothing ever, never, nothing like that ever happens. Well, I don't. I, I'm not here to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in that stuff either. But if it pops its head up and somebody needs, because of the Lord's compassion towards somebody that's bound and He wants them to be set free, we ought to be willing to yes. set them free, amen. because the Lord wants them free. Yes, amen, amen. And uh, not feel like, well, we we don't want to get our hands dirty with that kind of Come thing. On. I was shocked when I started studying Jesus' ministry. In fact, Lord, I, the Lord woke me up this morning, and I was just thinking about this again. And I heard this term, many cast out many devils. And I thought, I think that's in one of the Gospels. So I just, you know how you put those things in and look it up real quick. And I found the Scripture. It said, he cast out many devils. I thought, this, this, this didn't just happen in yeah. three four services. Right, right. This happened yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Many. Many. Um, and there are people today, there are many people today afflicted in this area. Okay, did you fa find Matthew chapter 4? Let's look at verses, uh, 
Matthew 4, verse, okay, verse 23 and 24. It says that Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and he brought in, and, and they brought unto him, um, they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases. Now notice this, and torments. Look at that. Underline that. And torments, and those which were possessed with devils. That's the second category. Now I'm talking about in the mental side. The, the sicknesses and diseases was in the physical side. But in the mental and emotional side, those that had torments, number one. Number two category, possessed with devils. Number three, were lunatic. And they that had the palsy, and, they, and, and He healed them. So Jesus didn't just minister to physical sicknesses. He ministered to mental and emotional cases. That's what we call them today. If you look up these uh, terms, um, we won't go through here. I don't have the time to go through all of them. But I will mention this one lunatic because that's one that we don't, we, we don't think much about. Or maybe, maybe we have a little idea. But it literally means from the Greek, those that have uh, severe mental problems. You know, today people want to cover this and use terms like bipolar, bisexual, schizophrenic. Hello? The Bible doesn't use those terms. The Bible says these terms. Amen. These are things that may, these are influenced, these are people that are oppressed from the enemy that makes them not normal. Amen. It's oppression. It's trying to get into them. And if they yield to it, it will get into them. Now, as a Christian, maybe not their spirit, or, or not their spirit, but it will get into their mind. And they, just from time to time, become a different person and act a different way. Yeah. Anger fits. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Grabbing their spouse and trying to control them physically. Come on. Listen, I'm going to hit home tonight. Uh, it, it comes out of me, much thoughts of uh, uh, offense. It comes out of many thoughts of anger towards the way they treated you or something. And it starts in the flesh. But as you start yielding to it, an evil spirit will get a hold of that person. All right, all right, all right. And this is where, now don't, don't, don't make me say something I didn't say. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this is where things begin where somebody ends up murdering somebody they love. Absolutely. Pastor's just willing to talk about it. Because it has to be dealt with before it, before, it, it has to be dealt with back here in this area of the flesh. Because if you start yielding to something and start giving place to it, uh, an evil spirit will try to energize that. Now, James chapter 1, verse number 14 is a verse I've read for years, and the Lord gave it to, showed it to me just two days ago in a way I had never seen it. Every man is tempted, James 1, 14, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Notice that. That's, the, that's our own lust. Every person's, every born-again Christian has flesh and still has lust in their flesh. It's lust to anger, lust to immorality, lust to all the lusts of the flesh. Not walk in love to be mean and nasty and spew out words against somebody that you love. Spewing hateful things out. Abusive words that tear people down. These people are many times oppressed in their minds. But every person that yields to that Satan's right there to energize that. But first of all, it is their fleshly. Hate, hate is a part of the fleshly nature. The love of God was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We have the, the love of God in our spirit, man. We are born again and recreated in, his, in, in, in God's image in our spirit. But our flesh will still do anything that it would do before we were saved if we let it. Now that's our job to not let it. The Bible says we are to crucify the lust of our flesh. And don't just think of that in one area. How about that desire to f f r r speak railing words to somebody and get angry? Yeah. 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 Come on. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, sir. 
The Bible said he that controls his spirit, he's talking about anger from the context, is better than he that takes a city. I mean, if you can control your own body, you can control a lot of other things. But where I'm going with this is that um, uh, uh, James 1.14, James 1.14, it says, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. Number one, we all have fleshly lust in our physical bodies. Drawn away of his own lust, number one. And number two, this is what I miss, and enticed. I always put those two together. He's drawn away of his own lust and enticed of his own lust. But I was reading it, and the Lord said it this way. He's drawn away of his own lust and enticed, and now, uh, and means something different than he was just talking about. So he's talking about something, something of his own lust, drawing him away into sin, wrongdoing, so forth and so on. And then second of all, he's talking, and this is scriptural from other places in the scripture. Both, both of these are sources of lust, sources of being drawn away. Um, number one, their own lust. Number two, and enticed by something from without, outside their being. All right, all right. Yep. Satan is the tempter, Jesus said. So our flesh can draw us away from doing right, and, our, and the enemy from the outside of our being can also entice us. All right. And if we yield to the flesh, he has more to work with to entice us. And yielding to these things gives place to the devil. Remember Romans, no, Ephesians 4, 27, neither give place to the devil. Yielding to these things gives place to the devil. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And it can cause people to do things and act in ways towards people they, quote, love, that later they cry and say, I don't know why I did that. Well, we're telling you why tonight. So um, if we can just, uh, if you don't get mad at me and leave, let's look at some of this. So did you notice the categories there in Matthew 4? Yeah. Torments, possessed with devils, lunatic. And so uh, Satan will take as much ground as, he, as you'll give him. And uh, so let's look at another one here. Um, go over to Matthew 15, verse number 22. Matthew 15, 22. I'm going to have to speed this up. But uh, Matthew 15, 22, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously, what's that word? Vexed Vex with a devil. Yes. Notice that word vexed. That's a very important word. So this is a different level than possession. This is vexation. Okay. Now look at Matthew, that's Matthew, excuse me, Luke 6, verse 17 and 18. Luke 6, 17 and 18. If you're uh, turning, I'll go ahead and read it but for time's sake, but you can write it down. Luke 6, 17 and 18. He came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were, what? Vexed with what? Unclean spirits and they were healed. So here's a term used again, vexed. All right. Matthew 4, verse 24. Maybe I already gave you that one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. let's skip that one. This is uh, Matthew 17, verse 15. Matthew 17, 15. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falls into the fire and often into the water. So that word lunatic once again means severe mental or emotional problems. But I want you to notice that Jesus dealt with it from the spirit realm. Meaning that these things are rooted in the spirit realm. Yes. 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 Amen. Y'all still glad you came tonight? Yes. <laughs> so then we read Acts 5, 16. There uh, came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Now, Again, I, I saw in Jesus' ministry that he did this. He cast out evil spirits and dealt with the, the oppression of the enemy much more than I ever realized in reading my, my New Testament. These are just some of the verses here. Uh, we, could, we could talk about many, many cases where uh, he cast out spirits and so forth. This is not something that has been done away with in the church today. Jesus in the last great commission said in Mark's gospel that one of the first signs that follows the believers is that they'll cast out devils. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. Yes. 
He didn't say that'll end with the apostles. He said this will follow believers, not just apostles, believers. We still have authority over the enemy. And, and guess what? We have the answer for these precious people. That sometimes the enemy took advantage of them only because of a lack of knowledge. Not because they're bad people. There are some that open the door to the devil. But I'm talking about some people just don't know. And Satan took advantage of their ignorance yes. and is harassing and tormenting. Yes. And we want, to get them, we want to get the truth to them and set them free. Set, let's put it this way. Set them free and then get the truth to them so that they can stay free. Yes. <laughs> There's freedom for, the, for, for oppressed ones. The Lord had compassion. You look at Jesus ministering to the oppressed, and one time it said he had compassion on him. Actually, a couple of times. He had compassion on him. Remember the madman of Gadara? He had compassion on him and, and, and set him free from that bondage. My, 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 my. I'm telling you, the, more, the darker it gets out there, the more people are going to need this. And we need to be the place that, says, that, that they can say, I'll tell you what, I don't, know, I don't know anywhere else you can get help but down there at Spirit of Faith Family Church. Out of love for them, not, not to... Do you hear, what the, hear, do you hear the heart of God? Out of love because Satan is harassing them. And, and I'm going to tell you, I've been harassed, and it's mean, it's not fun, it's not... It, it's torment. I'm not giving credit to the devil. I open my mind to it. If you look over there in 2 Peter 2, it talks about Lot. He dwelt in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said he, he was righteous there. And what is that verse, Ann? Uh, here's, right, here's a walking uh, scriptural reference right here. <laughs> 2 Peter 2 something. It talks about the, the, the Satan, huh? 7. Satan vexed, or, or Lot was vexed. He was righteous, but he was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. <laughs> Seeing and hearing their unlawful deeds. That's talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. Tormented, that, that opened his mind by seeing and you see he chose to live in the middle of all that that wasn't that he had to live there he chose to live in the middle of all that people are vexed because of choices they make listen seeing and hearing you could almost draw a line into the margin of your bible over in the in the margin and write television and internet Seeing and hearing. What are you doing on, on television and internet? I'm not saying all television is bad. You understand? I grew up without a television, but it wasn't because... It, it, listen, I didn't miss out on much. I'll just That's put it true. that way. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed out on Barney Fife and a few things like that, but you know... <laughs> There's a lot. I did. It, it, it was better for me to not have all that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's just a lot of things. That you, you, you just don't need to... Yeah fellowship with exactly. the Bible says Christians can fellowship with devils and because of these attack of the oppression in my mind I'm pretty sensitive to certain things and people watch movies sometimes I just have to say no no I'm just <laughs> I can't handle that I'm not going to open myself up to that again amen I'm not trying to be holier than now or anything it's just that I like I've had torment and I've had peace and peace is better I, I I'm not trying to be holier than now. I'm trying to just just sleep at night, yes, you know. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Yes, sir. amen. So, um, but vex, he was vexed. Righteous lot. Righteous means he was he was right with God through the Abrahamic covenant back there mm -hmm. in that day. But he was still vexed. Right. Yes. Amen. With the filthy conversation of the wicked. Right. So there are things vexed. That word vexed there is the same Greek words translated vexed that we just read here in Matthew, Mark, and whatever scriptures, Luke, I believe. Um, those are the same. It's always in the New Testament used to refer to demonic vexation. Right. Satan is throny. Oh, okay. That might sound funny. Throny. Throny means he seeks a throne. Yeah. 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 He's seeking a, play, a, a control center. That's it. In people's lives, and wow. yes, so yes. so he can take the throne of that center of control, yes. and your mind is one of those control centers, right. your body too. But but he seeks to get on yes. the throne of something yes. so he can run it. Yes, come on. Yeah. And he's trying to 
really evil spirits are disembodied spirits they once had bodies but they want to get back into a body so they can have a greater range of expression in this realm yes Come on. Jesus said the church will be built on his, his uh, revelation of who he is. And the gates of hell will not prevail That's against right. it. Gates is an access way. Gates are doors. It's a way into something. And the gates of hell are people who will yield to hell. Yes. Yes. Think hell's thoughts. Speak hell's words. Yes. Do what hell tells them to do. Yes. And a lot of times it comes against the church. Yes. Come on. The gates of hell will not prevail That's right. against the church. That's right. But the church can't yield to the yeah. yield to hell and stand against her at the same time. Stand against hell at the same time. Yes. You understand what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, so, um, so anyway, the, these things have to be talked about, and I wanted you to see there's different levels. Now, back up with me. Just maybe write this down, or maybe if you want to turn to it quickly, that's fine. But. Um, Ephesians 4, 7, 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 says, We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Right. That's, right. That's a good confession to make. Yeah. I, I, I have the Holy Spirit, and he keeps me knowledgeable of how Satan's trying to oppose my life. Um, so, neither give place to the devil means that Satan can't just take a place. It has to be given to him. Right. It has to be given, listen, oppression in the home is not there because the devil's mean. Well, he, he is. But yet he can't get in there unless he has been given a place. He can't get into a marriage unless somebody's given place to him. He can't get into children. Neither give place means we can give it or not give it. That means we are really the ones who allow these things or forbid these things. And you can't, you can't live unclean or perverted lifestyle and, and uh, not have problems with sin's friends. I mean, people don't like it that tight and that right, but, but it's just that tight and that right. You can't resist him. You can't be coming to church. I, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And you're yielding to him in private at home. You, you're in control of that. But anyway, now here, in, this is another scripture that's helped me a lot over the years. Acts 26. I don't have the reference, the actual verse to this. But you know whenever, I'll, I'll give you the story. Whenever Paul was standing before King Agrippa and uh, on trial, actually, and he told King Agrippa his testimony... And he told what, how Jesus appeared to him, this is Acts 26, and what Jesus said to him in verses uh, really 14 down through 18 is where he, he talks about it. But verse 18, he, he sent me, Paul said to King Agrippa that this is what Jesus did when, he, when I met him on the road to Damascus. He sent me to open the eyes, open their eyes, that's the Gentiles, to turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now notice, to uh, open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan, or you could say turn them from the power of Satan to God. Many people want to be, if you, if you think about the way this is said here, many people want to be delivered, but this verse says turn. I believe in casting these things out. I believe in taking authority over these things. I believe if somebody's, you know, under, you know, compulsion, it's just like a, a it's just like, it's like something's trying to control them. I understand there's flesh, but I understand things try to get a hold of them from the outside. And I believe in standing against that with them and saying, in the name of Jesus, we stand against you. You will not get into their life. They're not going to, but there's more to it than that. You can do that in the pastor's office and go home and yield the wrong things. You know, and Satan just says, I have the right to come back because I was yielded to it. And, uh, and so this verse says, not just deliver them, it says, turn them. Turn them. There are some things that you won't be free from until you turn from it. Now, 
You have the help of the Holy Spirit to do that because there are situations where you feel like you can't. But you can because it's your mind, it's your body. And besides that, you've got the greater one in you to help you do it. Praise the Lord. I know in my life, I, I grew out of some things as I grew spiritually and got stronger spiritually. And, and I had the, the strength of spirit to control my body and my mind. And I've had people in the church where I said, Lord, that, I, I, that's going to have to be dealt with the way they, they fly off like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord said to me, I'm thinking one situation, the Lord said to me, they'll grow out of it. Mm-hmm. Just keep feeding them. And they have. They just grew Praise right God. out of it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. But, but they had to get strong enough spiritually to turn. Yes, yes, that's good. That's good. To, to say no. Amen. Take strength of spirit to say no. And... Um, and so, but praise the Lord. I'm, 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 some of this is like scatter barrel, but um, so these things, there are levels. I guess what I'm saying is there are levels of this, of, of demonic oppression. Um, you've heard of the word oppression, obsession, and possession. Those are three words that describe sort of the, progr- progr- the progression, <laughs> the progression of demonic activity. So first, it becomes a thought that comes to a person from the outside it's trying to oppress their minds second if if a person takes those thoughts and begins to stew on them such as thoughts of anger against somebody against a spouse or someone and begins to stew on them they'll start they'll start they'll start being oppressed with those thoughts because they gave place to the enemy in their minds with that thought It's one thing for a thought to come. It's another thing for you to turn it over in your mind or me to turn it over in my mind. I can have the thought come to me about some sort of, you know, anger or something like that, but I can answer it. Take no thought saying, what shall we eat? In other words, answer these thoughts. I can answer it and say, no, I'm not going to think that thought. I'm going to think whatever's true, whatever's just, whatever's lovely, whatever's pure. It's my mind. I can do that. Amen. And Satan can't overpower my mind with the greater one in me reaching for the freedom. Yeah, yeah come on. You know, through the power of the greater one in me. So, um, praise God. It's, it's a matter of the, the more a person yields to something, the more, sa- the, the more Satan will bind them with the stronghold. Now, go with me. Um, go with me to, uh, let's see here. I'm running out of time. So much we need to say. Um, go with me over to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Uh, looking for Proverbs. I know where Proverbs is, but I'm looking for the right verse. Here it is. Proverbs 5:22. Praise the Lord. Don't get scared of what we're talking about tonight. It's, it's a real challenge. I never want to preach something that makes people afraid. I need to always bring in that greater is he that's in us. And he that's in the world. But I sometimes have to preach this side of it to keep people sober and aware of what, what will happen without being sober. So Proverbs 5.22 it says, his own iniquity shall take him. This is talking about uh, somebody that's an evil man. His own iniquity shall take him, take, take the wicked himself. Now, here's the phrase that stands out to me. He shall be holden with the cords of his sin. Cords of his sin. Holden means retained, uh, to hold fast, to lay hold of, to seize in the, in the Hebrew. So... Um, the cords of his sin is he's, he's describing what happens when a man sins he's saying that there's, there's something that can be wrapped around him like a man bound up with cords can you see that in other words yielding to sin makes a man bound it's like a man being tied up and he mentioned cords plural there are 
There are things that no man just because he stumbles and yields to the flesh and he didn't want to, didn't intend to, didn't plan to, he just got tripped up. Anybody ever got tripped up? Yeah, we all have. <laughs> but there's no man that has ever just got tripped up. They didn't intend to. It wasn't there. They, they, weren't, uh, <clears throat> they weren't just set on doing wrong. They just something tripped them up. No man that's ever done that is bound by an evil spirit. But if they keep doing it, Satan will start wrapping cords around them. One time might not be, but you keep doing it, and then one cord gets wrapped around you. Keep on doing it, and another cord gets wrapped around you. And, and what happens is the more a person yields to that fleshly appetite, the more cords get wrapped around them, and Satan then can bring that man into captivity. So participating in fleshly practices will cause a man to be holden with the cords of his sin. Um, that's, that means a man who's bound up is more easily taken advantage of. If somebody comes after you and you're free to defend yourself, that's different than somebody coming after you and you're all bound up. <laughs> you're not free to defend yourself. That's why they put people in handcuffs, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. They keep to control them from yes. hitting the police yes. officer, you know. Yes. Yes. So um, this verse is talking about sin can make a man uh, to the, where he's, Satan really, if you think about it this way, Satan really can take advantage of him because he's all tied up. Does that make any sense? Yes. And so he's not more powerful than you. It's that you gave him the opportunity to do that. Yeah by just yielding to, yielding to it and letting him tie you up. Yeah. It really wasn't him that did it. It was just you let him do it. Yeah. It might, you, might, you might have said, I'm going to do this and not ever get bound up by it. Uh, funny. <laughs> funny thought. Yeah. Yeah. Not reality. It's true. Not reality. Amen. He has the right to tie up a man who just keeps yielding to something. You know, we've got to put personal responsibility back on all of our lives because our culture today doesn't want personal responsibility. If I'm this, then it's somebody else's fault. That wasn't the way I was raised. I wasn't raised that way, and I don't believe that from the Bible. I believe if I did it, I did it. I'm responsible for my actions. Yeah, but they made me mad. Nobody can make you anything. Nobody can make you do anything. Yeah, they, they, maybe that anger rises up, but they can't make you take it. I can't make you yield to it. So, but um, for time's sake here, let's keep rolling. Um, so the greater the participation in, in wrongdoing, the greater the number of cords that holds that man captive, and the more access the devil has to put a stronghold in his life. And so uh, that advantage to the enemy gives him the opportunity to bind a person up and really afflict them with demonic oppression. Don't give the devil the keys to your life. Don't give him any right to have access to your life. Don't hand him the key to any part of your life. And so if there are spiritual, if you're spiritual, you can still hand him the keys to areas of your life. You can be saved and still hand him the keys to the areas of your life. And guess what? Once he gets into one area, he won't stay there. He'll move into other areas of your life. And... Um, this church, the, Paul, Paul wrote this here to uh, Ephesians 4.27. He wrote it to one of the most spiritual churches, actually, uh, of, of any of the letters. They were one of the most spiritual churches. But he still said in Ephesians 4.27, don't give place to the devil. Amen. <clears throat> so when Christians have not yet learned to not yield to the anger that comes up from their flesh, uh, and they, they just let it fly, and do things and say things and try to manipulate and control people against their will. When Christians do that, evil spirits start saying, aha. They're giving place to me. They're giving place to the devil. It starts out by a flesh, fleshly appetite, but the devil will energize it. And then as the man gives into it, it causes that man to end up doing things that he would never imagined he would do to somebody he loved. 
Do you know I've had, and this might sound amazing for a pastor to say this, but I've, had, I've told wives, uh, and my wife in there sitting there said, we would advise you to get out of that house. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Because he's liable to do anything. He's starting to yield to something that's beyond just that man's, that, that flesh. And he's liable. I advise you to get out of that house. Come on. Come on. I've told wives that. Yes, sir. Yeah. You say, are you for divorce? Uh, I'm for living. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm for living. And I'm not telling anybody tonight to do that. I'm just simply saying there are situations that if things can continue to progress, we would just say, go, go find a safe place. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You can do that without being offended. You can just do it to protect yourself. <clears throat> so um, a man, uh, okay, you're still glad you came tonight. <laughs> so much here there's so much the Lord said to me this afternoon let me read some of the main things I need to say um, if, if, uh, if this continues uh, that this thing will continue to get a hold of a man's mind and if he doesn't do the right thing with that it'll take further ground and he'll become a different person act different than normal people act you know, normal people don't hurt the people they love. That's right. They don't rail at the people they love. Amen. And so they are become under the influence of outside entities. And those things bombarding, the, 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 the bombardment, the way that Satan starts is he bombards people's thoughts with things, thoughts of unforgiveness, judging that person, anger, manipulation. See, how many of you know we, we, don't, we have control over the enemy and our own flesh, our own being, but we don't have control over other people. Nobody, no one has control over another person. That's right. Now, parents do over their children. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that's to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Um, but uh, no adult has control over another adult. Physically, they should not stop them or hold them tight. Amen. Just keep looking straight ahead and just say, thank you, Jesus, for the truth. So um, then a spirit begins to attach itself to those fleshly expressions here. I'm talking about this, this, uh, this way the enemy begins to work and energizes the way that a person responds. <clears throat> Amen. He starts bringing thoughts of unforgiveness, judging, anger, manipulation, and without taking those thoughts captive... They give place to the devil. One of the favorite places the enemy attacks is the mind. And he loves to harass the mind with thoughts. And whenever he brings thoughts, just like God when he brings thoughts, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting here, I'm not going much longer. But when, when, when God brings thoughts, whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to a man, it comes with the influence of peace. You, you, have a, you have a clarity, you know it's right, you know it's holy, there's a presence about it to help you receive it. But the enemy saw that and how God operates and he does the same thing. When he brings thoughts, he brings the feelings that those thoughts produce. He brings the th feelings of anger, you want to you wanna hit them, you want to... Those feelings come with those thoughts. And so those thoughts, along with those feelings, um, they, they come with pressure. You ever hear, anybody ever heard of somebody saying, I just feel like I'm under such pressure? That's, that's oppression. Mental oppression. Now, it can be fear. It can be worry. It can be a lot of different things. Pressure to commit adultery. It can be pressure to, um, you know, just, just disappear, go somewhere where nobody knows where you went. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like a compulsion that just keeps bothering them and keeps bothering them. That's demonic oppression. But it comes with pressure, comes with compulsion. Um, you know, that's how you know demons are involved, folks. When it becomes compulsive and just constant and just constant. Uh, that there's pressure. There's an unreasonable compelling on the mind. And... Uh, it tries the mind can try to set it aside but it can't, the mind and the mental part of your being can't set it aside alone right. because the devil 
will outthink you and outmaster you in your mind. He can outthink you there. He can, he can, he can trip you up there. So you're going to have to move from just trying to out, be, be, out, outthink him. And you're going to have to enter into the spirit and deal with him, the source of those things. That's where the authority of the believer comes in. And that's where answering thoughts comes in. And so um, there, this is why people sometimes will say, it just seems like my mind is not my mind. But it is your mind. Right? I said it is your mind. And you can, you can keep control of it and you can say to Satan, and you can say to Satan, that's whatever the Ephesians says, uh, neither give place to the devil. And then the sixth chapter talks about take up the whole armor yeah. and stand and having done all to stand, stand. Yeah. When those thoughts come, those impulses, those yes. pressures on your flesh and so forth, and your flesh wants to rile up and do those things again, that's where you've got to stand. Yeah. Stand against those feelings and choose to walk in love. Yeah. If you have to walk out of the room, get, get, out, get away, get, walk out of the room. If you have to go take a drive in the car, just to cool off. If, if that's where you're at, and that's, you know, do what you got to do. Amen. That's all good, good, just practical advice. It's better than losing control because you lose control. See, that's why you, God wants us uh, to be in control of our faculties. That's why he talks about against being drunk with wine or the influence of drugs because that person is not under the control of their faculties. And Satan loves situations like that. He gets in there and has them do things they aren't in control of. And after it's all over, they say, what happened? And, you know, you ever heard Randy Greer's testimony? Brother Randy Greer? He he didn't realize what he had done. He wasn't in control. Well, I would never get there. There's some going that way. I've been watching, been watching over your marriage, been watching over your lives. Yes, sir. But not everybody, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to be afraid. You say, "Was it me?" I don't know. Is it you? Go find out. Come on, sir. But just let's just uh, let's just be aware of Satan's devices. Because um, let me finish this. I'm almost done. You can stand with me to your feet. Actually, that might help me. I've had my final, no, I haven't had my final closing yet. I'm going <laughs> to, Paul halfway through Philippians said finally, so I'm, I'm just getting halfway through. <laughs> no, you can stand up. You can stand up. When a man or a woman starts yielding to bad behavior, being disrespectful to one another, dishonorable to one another, and then they begin to lose control. Amen and start doing things, that's, that's whenever, let me, how do I say it? Uh, you begin to not be able to walk in authority yeah. Yeah. whenever you're not in control. Yes. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> if I could say it that way. Um, in the Christian's life, Satan can't take ground unless it's given to him, like I said. But... Whenever a man chooses, whenever a man chooses to yield to the feelings or the emotions or something like that, and they say, uh, you know, I feel like I was out of control, they were out, think of it this way, they maybe were out of control, but they were out of control by a choice. They chose to yield to the feeling, to yield to the flesh, to yield to the compulsion. Does that make any sense? Satan can't just take ground. They have to be given. He has to be given ground. So don't give your mind to the devil. You say, okay, I'm not going to give my mind to the devil. Well, if you uh, lose control of your words and you say wrong words, maybe your mind wasn't given control of the devil, but your words did. Does that make any sense? Maybe that's not exactly the way I wanted to say it, but that's, that's, in other words, you can't have control in one area, but then give the devil control in another area. If you give him that control in one area, now you're out of control. Praise the Lord. So stay honorable in your words, be respectful towards others, and uh, keep the door closed to the enemy. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. As you grow spiritually, it's very, very important that you begin 
to learn to yield to only the Holy Spirit. Anytime you find yourself yielding to something else, be quick to repent. Get it right. If, it's, if another person's involved, get humble before them quick. The quicker you do it, the quicker that door gets closed to the devil. Amen. Praise the Lord. I didn't want to have to deal with all that tonight, but the Lord dealt with me this afternoon. So, um, get control. <laughs> get control yourself. Don't uh, think that, uh, you know, the enemy will just stay away from certain, certain responses to those feelings. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for teaching us. Lord, it's not necessarily something we shout about, but it's something that'll really, really help us get a hold of what's opening the door to the enemy. We trust you tonight to help us. We thank you for the greater one that lives on the inside of us, that he is our help to be strong. We're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Strong to not give place to the enemy. Strong to control our tongues, control our attitudes. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy over all of our pasts. We plead the blood of Jesus over our pasts because Satan started to get in by some of those things but Lord have mercy on us we humble ourselves before you to repent so that the door gets closed to the enemy Father we thank you for uh, sound lives healthy lives, healthy homes healthy uh, uh, church family together with one another healthy marriages Lord just not, no place to the devil just Satan is beating a path around our lives but unable to get in a single area of our lives that's obviously possible you said give no place no place to the devil thank you for helping us do that thank you for your mercy over our past if we need to make corrections we'll do it before others before, the, the, before we go to bed tonight Father we're not going to let more time pass we're not going to point our finger to them and say, but you did this. Lord, we're not responsible for them. We're responsible for ourselves. In the name of Jesus, thank you tonight for, for the rescue. Thank you tonight for uh, things not going the way they were going to go. Hallelujah. Help us all to give mercy to one another. Forgive one another. Have compassion on each other. And Father, pray one for another. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Uh, the Lord has been reminding me of something number, Brother Higgins said a number of years ago. He said, you'll never really be able to walk in the authority of the believer with unforgiveness in your heart. You have to learn to just let the past go. Amen. We can do that. How many of, we, we all, how many of you know we all need somebody else to do that for us? Amen. Yes, absolutely. We can think of somebody that we would need to do that for us. Well, let's do it for everybody that we need to do it for them. Amen. The Bible says Jesus made this statement. He said, divorce comes out of the hardness of a heart. Amen. But two people in a marriage can forgive one another. They can humble themselves and say, have mercy on me. Please forgive me. I was wrong. Pray for me. Yes. You know, and get things cleared up. Amen. And that'll close that door to the yes. devil. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all that he had planned to happen, yeah. it just won't come, yeah. to pass. won't come to pass. He can't do it. That's right. He can't do it. That's right. He can't do it because we're not giving place to him to do it. Amen. Walking in love, forgiving yeah. one another, being kind, kind with our words, tender with our words. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.